Welcome to the Electrician Show, everyone. Back again with uh, Ricky Who, Ricky Who, and uh, Mr. Mark Addison for episode two of Part P. Just, uh, just admiring that shirt. That is uh, the word hillbilly comes to mind. <laughs> Supervisor shirt, mate. Now, have you know, you know what I mean. I'm fucking Del Boy now, haven't I? I'm oh, no, quite no. like this all day with my fire effects, talking to the yuppies. Out like that, out in front of you. Yeah, <laughs> you know. How's it going, mate? How's it going? Not bad. Busy. Insanely busy. Unlike Mark, as I understand. I never, I never go out. I just sit here all day doing nothing. Too busy to get a haircut by the looks of me. Oh, get tell me about it. Up. Tell me about it. I need to go and get my haircut badly. You you look you look far too much like a cross between Sam and Big Dastardly. Dastardly. Got like Sam's hair and Big Dastardly's moustache. The thing is, when, when does a moustache become serial serial killer esque? It's like it's getting close to it, isn't it? You know, you could put him on the serial killer list. I don't know if he's serial killer. I think he's more paedophile at the moment. Cheers. I mean, that's that's the right selection to choose from: serial killer or a pedo. Cheers, mate. Well, yeah, yeah, you just you the you I you could be both. They probably merge into each other. <laughs> oh, but it started well. Well, this has started great. So, yeah. yeah. So, thanks for joining everyone. If you turned off, yeah, we're only the hardcore left already after what a minute. It's true. Let's fill with our audience. How are you? How are you finding? How are you finding your management role anyway, Rick? Have you got it to the stage where, when you walk in a room, everyone starts looking busy and turns the back on you, or are, are no. they still chatting to you as a normal person? No, it's definitely changed. You know, I'm there. Got a bit more recognised authority, I guess. Hence but I think that's just because of my nature, in general. You know that I don't part with the bullshit. Obviously, we've got a, I've got this big problem. As you know, I sit in the container and I sort of spoke about this before. I can't go in the main office without... I've, I've got to dedicate an hour of time because as soon as you go in there, you walk from one end to the other and everyone will call you over. Um, we had a big problem last night. I don't suppose you've got any rain or anything. But where we was, no. about five to five, it just comes out. I've never seen anything like it before in my life. Yeah, flood was out your way, didn't you? Yeah, house stones, flash floods. So five to five, we had two calls waiting. And then that happened. Literally within five minutes, we had, sorry, I think my van alarm going off. There we, go. we had like 30 calls. We had like 44 calls out, I think, yesterday for electric. So that was my night. So we had the geezer on call. That obviously can't do four. So I had to go no. and do 10. Well, I didn't have to, but they asked. And, so, and another geezer went and done 10. But yeah, that was insane. Um, but yeah. So what were the call out? Sort of uh, flooded communal areas and crap like that? Uh, just, just, you'd be surprised, I guess, how many people have got cracked tiles on their roof. Yeah. You'd never, ever, ever know until you get that sort of severity of rain. Because obviously, we all know your ass should be waterproof. But if you've got cracked tiles, especially with the cancer ass, You'd never know. And they'll never mm. know again until it does that again. Mm. So, obviously, they've got a load of tenants. It's, you know, my leaks, got a roof leaking, whatever. Yeah, but, obviously, to get that done there, scaffolding, plan work, you know, it's not a simple thing. So, I don't know what to do with that. But, yeah, that was me last night. But yeah, like I say, with the authority thing, yeah, I still have a problem with um, with a couple of the blokes. But I think it's, say, we're going through a transition period now of 
blokes have been here 20 odd years. They're pushing out. They're getting pushed out now. They're coming up to retirement age. And now the new generation's coming in. I think their culture change is a bit shocking for them. You know, and now it's the process. They've, they've got a cultural acceptance of that. Yeah, that, but, I've seen that quite a lot, to be fair. It does happen sometimes when you when the next generation start pushing forward and uh, the, the older generation maybe feel like the company's no longer a fit for them for whatever reason, you know, and they look to go on elsewhere. Yeah, but. yeah, perhaps. I mean, when you consider, you know, you've got me and the other supervisor, both 35. Uh, the guy we've just taken on is our age, you know, 30, a little bit over 37, I think. Three apprentices, all in their 20s. Got a new generation coming through, you know, and then yeah. the old hats you've got all, all in their late 50s, I'd say. Certainly, the blokes been there 20 odd years. They're all in their 50s, whatever the case. But the two that we have most vocal, should we say, yeah, been there 20 odd years. But then all they do is slate the company. Not as good as it used to be. Nothing ever is, is it? No. Nothing's as good as it used to be. But I think a lot of the time it's because you're 20 years older. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I see a brilliant thing the other, the other day. It's like, why, why aren't cartoons as good as they used to be? Because you're not a kid anymore. It's, it's so true. It's, it's so, so simple, true. isn't it? It's, it's that's why times yeah. times move on. It's, you know, and I think well, that's been the case here. There's that old thing, never meet your hero. You know, never meet your hero because you'll be disappointed. Yeah. It's like some of the some. I remember James May golfing a deviation a little bit, but James May like he he, he uh, drove a Lamborghini Diablo, I think, and it was a car he always had on his wall. I mean, he drove it. He said, "I wish I'd never drove it." He said, Cause it's such a bad car. I hate it now, but in my memory, yeah. it was awesome. Do you know what I mean? It was this supercar on my wall, but that that memory will be gone forever now. And I suppose, yeah, times do change, and never a hero. Do. And that's that's what I go through at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I'm going for my edge tech. That's a thing going nice. through at the moment. Yep, getting that done. Wait, where you trying to that? change? I'll answer my first question. What's that? Your name um, address. <laughs> yeah, now I got that wrong. Val. Yeah, you had a first question you have to answer. I can't remember what it's about, but I've done that, so now I'm on to my second one, uh, which isn't hard. And we've all said this, it's not a hard question, but you need, you need an hour to mm-hmm. think about it. Mm-hmm. Why did that? To be honest, I'm going through the process at the moment of trying to change TMIET to MIET. Mm-hmm. That is. Yeah. That is a fucking drawn out experience. Yeah, I struggled to be honest. I struggled with that, and I, that I seems sort insane of, to me. Yeah, I sort of had to send a bit of a, a I won't say shitty, a snotogram, should I say, instead of saying, Look, with all due respect, this is what I've done. This is what I do. This is the business I run. Can can someone? Is there like an escalation process? And it didn't even go. They went, oh no, yeah, we've had a look at it. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. You're in. Yeah, and I think I'll, it would literally be it'll be the typical customer thing, you know, where I'll be like, look, I'm going to leave then, and then all right, we'll sort it out. Because I don't want to lose his member. But at the moment, he's gone to, to the other supervisor. I put him down as my you know, guy to go to. But his questions were like, does the person carry out work to a graduate level? I don't fucking know. Do you? <laughs> well, was he going for TMIT, uh, is he? No, this is for me, for my MIET. Right, That's right. the question he got asked about me to go from TMIET to MIET. Right. How do you answer that? What's, well, what, you... what is a graduate level doing and got a scooby-doo marks a exactly. marks a degree level yeah. body so what, what's I a graduate level with the iet they're still kind of set in this academic world aren't they and as electricians we don't really go through that route so when we're trying to register we're already fighting a bit of a losing battle but i'd say it's, it's if you're kind of 
uh, in a supervisory role, if you're kind of looking after projects and designing all the stuff you will be doing, mate, you, def you definitely would meet. Why don't I just ask that as the question? Well, I got questions, stuff like, and then what, what, what they come back to me on mine was like, how many guys do you manage? What's your budget? Um, yeah. These are the questions that I got. Um, and it wasn't in the original application. So I was a bit curious about why, if they're pertinent questions, why don't you ask them in the application? You know, it was a bit odd. But Rick, I must say, and if anyone's watching, there's a fantastic podcast on, the, on joining the IET for electricians. You should check it out. I'm not in it. Show. Nah, no, nah, you weren't invited. Uh, that one. Fuck it. Well, we only had Obviously members in. Obviously, no good. We didn't want technical members in. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And do you know what it, it makes, what annoys me is that when you go to the IUT, and you know the IUT, this is a love-hate thing, where I love the idea, hate the way it's, it's delivered. It's fucking, that still don't work after all these conversations we've had. Still where it's it better. is. It's better, but it's still um, a long way off where it should be. <laughs> mate, it's, it's, it's still on its ass. Um... <laughs> It is. It's it's a joke. It's bloody ridiculous. So, TMIET and MIET. You ask the IET what's the difference between the two, and they go, "Right, really a difference." So, why is it so fucking hard to go from one set of letters to the other? Mm. Clearly, mm. is a difference. And like I said in the last one, you're not speaking to people that know. You're speaking to someone on the end of a telephone that look at tick boxes. Yes, you're yes, not yes, talking yes, yes. to someone technical. The forums still don't work, so there's no one to speak to there. You know, yeah. it's it's a it's a bloody nonsense and I can't I still can't justify why you join in fact I was trying to get my colleague to join the other day and he said why would I bother why what is what difference is it going to make to my life well the thing is it is a very much a personal choice um, yeah but uh, if it's some people it may not be for them they may not see that you know but for me it's, it's a no-brainer I mean I'm so proud of what I've got my tech at the moment I really am proud and I think after Portugal, after the summer, I'll go for the iEng because um, I've had a nice break from it. It was quite, I'll be honest with you, it gave me the ump going for Engine Tech. I was fed up by the end of it, absolutely fed up. Um, but it's, it is about getting external recognition. And you'll probably go on this journey, Rick, when you start dealing with external people outside of your business that may, I don't know, I can't talk for your business or your industry, but they may well dismiss you if you haven't got professional registration. They won't say Maybe. it out loud, but it'll be like... Oh, he's not registered. You yeah, to to I, him. I don't think it's a dismissive thing at the moment because I don't think there's anyone that knows. But I think it's more of a once they see it, they don't argue with you anyway. So the silly mm. questions go away. But us three like that, and many many people like us do that. But we are a vast minority. <clears throat> IET want to appeal to the masses. This ain't going to work. We are a minority. And it was the same as when we, you know, when we done the union stuff and this and that, and we're talking to a minority of people. 90% of the people don't know the issues that are happening with agency sparks and this and that. It's the same. The IUT are catching such a small crowd of people. They're not doing such simple things. Give the regulations out with your membership. Give give just a free book. People will join for that. Yeah. People will yeah, join for it. What does it cost them? How much is how much is that book to actually produce? 80, 90 quid, isn't it? I think to buy. Sorry, to buy. To, to buy, yeah. Mm. It comes out every three years, a new book. Well, I suppose mm. if you think about the cost they got into doing the into the committee meetings, into into drawing it up and making sure it's bulletproof. And I know it's never bulletproof, but trying to do their best to get it bulletproof. I bet yeah. it, I bet the cost to produce that book is quite quite un, 
unimaginable because it's behind, to, to get it to the stage where it's ready for publication is probably in the millions. I'm, I'm uh, sure, I'm just assuming, I don't know the answer. Yeah, no. you're probably right, but what's a membership? £180? Yeah, oh, IET yeah, membership? Yeah. Just it's under 200, that. I think. It's over 200, I think. So I say £200, and we're appealing mm. to people here that are not part of the IET. And it's going to cost them every three years the cost of a book. Mm. And these people don't exist yet. This is to get people on board. So with all the other advantages, but this is this is the hook. You know, this is we will give you a free. What about a free on-site guide and a free regs book every time they're updated? They'll be sent to you. Job done. Every every amendment for free. You ain't got to go and pay a fiver to download it or mm. to print it. You know, it's just basic. And it's 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 it's, it's peanuts. It's nothing. And that's basic, basic, basic business. I've got a gusto, which is like Hello Fresh. You see this? You know, you get your food delivered. You never seen this? So you, you, you pick your meals, Neil, and it costs, I think it costs normally maybe £50, £40 a week. And they said, all your ingredients, and you make it whatever. I went mm. to leave them the other day. So I was like, yeah, I'll have 25% off for a month. Because it's nothing. <laughs> so we'd rather have you. And it's basic, basic, basic business. You know, so anyway, they, they get that drastically wrong. But I'm going for my edge check. Um, hopefully, we get that sort of done within the next couple of months. Mm. See if this MIET thing works or doesn't. Um, yeah. It's a good shout then, with the IET to give this stuff away, certainly with electricians. I think we're seeing them all kind of trading on each other's toes a bit with the JIB and the IET. They're all kind of pushing a little bit into each other's marketplace, if you like. So we might see some improvement from competition because they're not going to listen to... Um, a small group of electricians like us, but if they start kind of trying to step on each other's toes, they might up the games a little bit. You might see some improvement naturally because of that. Competition's always a good thing. Listen, let, let's let's respond before an Aggie Spark puts on LinkedIn and slags you off. Let's listen to this now and act. If I, it's all I'm doing in the company. Let's let's stop let's stop reacting and start being proactive to situations. At the moment, we as a company, we, you know, if something goes wrong, then we saw it. If something goes wrong, then we. Trying to get ahead of the curve is, is all, all mm. I do. Yeah, every day I'm trying to get, which we've done a lot. I've sat down and wrote down everything I've achieved in several months, and the list is like it's impressive. It's an impressive read, you know. That's, you, you, man. Got, That's good. Yeah, like the apprentices, free apprentices. As you know, we had one when I started. Now we've got three. There was nothing set up. There was just you know the apprentice we had in, going into his third year. He had nothing. No, no. No college children, no meetings, and that's all set up now. They've all got their portfolios. They're all happy. Got all their books that they need, tools, blah 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 blah. We're done. I'm proud of this. This be latest. Be whiteboard. See that? That was a big accomplishment. Getting a whiteboard set up. I only took seven what? months to get that ordered. But, but what is it about men and whiteboards? One of the first things I've done when I started getting a business, I bought a whiteboard. Like, it's like, yeah. I need a whiteboard. I've got to have. I've got to be organised. I've got to have a whiteboard. I can see one behind Mark. I'm surprised yep. there's not a willy on the one behind Rick. Man. Oh, definitely, it's new whiteboard. It's got to have a willy on it, surely. Do you want me to, do you want me to edit that there? Yeah. It's just okay, the law, isn't it? Let's do you know what it looks like? Yeah. I'm going for a stumpy. <laughs> it's not a self-reflection. <laughs> uh, you're you're stumpy, that's Mark, isn't it? can have that. Do, do, you want, do you want a little action? There we go. Lovely. That's Jobs more like good. it. Do, do you know what like it is yet? <laughs> but what I would say about the IET, I suppose what they would say as well is um, is the electricians are a tiny part. Well, I don't know if it's a tiny part, but only a part of their of their what's underneath their umbrella. Um, yep. And I think sometimes because because it, it it used to be it was the IE, wasn't it before? 
Um, yeah, yeah. Then it went into the IET. I think it's it's, it's evolved in, in what it looks, but we still, as electricians and electrical engineers, still look at it as our our, our only one. You know what I mean? But mm. really, they, they look after so many aspects of engineering. Um, that, that, but it's that just they, so we go back to the company thing, didn't you? Morgan Sindel is a huge company, and I work for property services, and then I only work for one hub of property services or one contract. Mm. But if this falls over. It has effects higher up, and it's the same with IT, isn't it? I know it's only one small part of it, but get it right, and then oh. everything else, everything goes right. You know, it's, it's, oh, I agree it's totally. Yeah, I agree totally. I think they could do with someone, maybe, maybe a department that looks after electricians better. And and there are a few rumours getting adopted about. I'm not going to say what they are because they are just rumours. They don't. I think one thing we've all learned is don't listen to rumours too much because it's amazing how many times we've all took things as gospel and then get found to be wrong quite embarrassingly. So sometimes. We talk yeah, about the, uh, the SEN video, but it's, um, I think, yeah, it's, I think they could do better by just more direct engagement with electricians, maybe a little, um, a go to portal for electricians or just something. I don't know what it looks like, but um, they, have a powerful, they have a powerful feature with career manager because there's the change in the EAS document that we spoke about on a podcast. I don't know if this is going to be released after or before that, Neil, but yeah, we've got to be start recording. Yep. So what's the podcast our, before? Yeah, we've got to start recording our CPD as qualified supervisors. That's a requirement now to um, register as a qualified supervisor. So you've got to evidence your CPD and the career manager with the IET is a great way of doing that. And now you're seeing mm. that the JIB have put something forward that's very similar. ECA. The as well. And I'm sure the other CPSs will all do the same. Um, because it's no longer going to be acceptable just to say you've done this or that. You have to actually record and document it and evidence it to maintain your qualified supervisor status. So that's mm. a big plus for the IET. It is, yeah. And it's something I've started doing as part of obviously getting this NGEX taught and I've started recording. Mm. But even that is not, it's not, it's not great the way they record the CPD. So obviously I planned out some CPD, um, which was looking into TT systems, learning more about the TT systems. That's what I went to learn about. And then I put, I added something. So I had obviously on the career manager, I had this plan and I'd set it up sort of two hours a month. No, sorry, two hours a week of CPD. I'm looking at this, blah, blah, blah. I recorded the first two hours and it deleted it. Yep, you've, you've accomplished that. No, that's not what I didn't know. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. This is ongoing for six months. I sat up the tapes on it. I recorded one thing, it disappeared. What's what? Why? Why? Why Why's that happened? What's so I'll put, again? I'll, I'll put the podcast down as CPD, chatting with my I'm peers. Gonna, yeah. I do that sort of thing. Um, but I'll tell you what would be interesting. When you're doing that CPD, we should have a little... Because you're supposed to reflect, aren't you? That's what you're supposed to do. I don't generally I, I, do I, it. I, I do reflect on... We could have a podcast. We could do a podcast and chat about TT systems and, and go through the nuances and all that and see what... I, I'd be quite interested, actually. Because I, I reckon yeah. we, all, we all come away from saying on that. TT is a big weakness because I've never done it. Mm. Now, very rarely. I've done a little bit on petrol stations, but I was an apprentice at the time. So obviously we've done this this job of what Tyler and then I'm, I'm obviously what Tyler done with nothing to you, but we've done them hookup boxes that we spoke about. I think on the last we speak about these hookup boxes, like caravan park points, but then amusement park points is what I yeah, put you as that as the closest thing. Yep, 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 yep. And obviously we're going through, and obviously now we've got two earthing systems going into the box, so I've isolated them away from each other. So it's only TT going into the system and the hookup box, but obviously from the main supply it's. PME coming in. So I know I've got to separate them, done that, done this, done that. Or you could link and them. 
let's say, and this is the thing we're talking about. I, I thought you had to keep them completely separate. You can't have two. So I've got TT rod next to the box. At the moment, that that cable comes in from the rod into the consumer unit. The supply that comes in goes into a plastic box into Dinwell, and then the earth stays there, goes through conduit into the consumer unit, and that's how we achieve that. Yeah, what you can actually do, same as I use 25 mil cable from the rod. Don't think I needed to. I've done it because I looked it in the regs of PME supply. Where you've got to protect against corrosion, avenue, and this and that. And if you haven't, you've got to use the size cable. I don't think that applies for a TT cable. But I don't know. Yeah, I've guessing... played it safe. Yeah. I've played it safe, but you know, the regs it quite clearly says, and I'll, I'll find the bad of everything. Yeah, maybe it's a good conversation. Yeah, well, with, oh, with the earth, I mean, you can you can you have to upscale if you don't have mechanic. You can you can get small if you've got mechanical protection. You can go big. You have to go a bit bigger if you haven't got mechanical protection. But that, but that doesn't apply T- to TT. I don't think. On, I, on I don't, big... I'll be guessing, yeah. so I won't I won't say. But I mean, we, what we've done before with these sort of situations, similar to what you're saying, like we've got a feeder pillar with with a PME, and we don't really want to lose a perfectly good earth. So what we do, we'll stick in the TT. These are feeding. Um, uh, ticket offices are like a more modular building ticket offices. Yeah, so they're yeah, still yeah. still construction. So we, we TT them. But what we what we what we designed or the design design, I didn't design this one, but was was to utilize the PME um and then just link the PME to an earth rod and then so it fail safe to to TT. Yeah. Um, okay. But still design your overcurrent protective for the worst circumstances. So you divide you design all your protection under a TT. And obviously, when it's connected to the PME, you've gone way over and above your protection. Um, and if the PME, if the neutral drops, you've still got your TT. And the reason it's not, you can have the two different potentials. It's, as soon as you put a link in, that different difference of potential has disappeared because yeah. they're the same potential. That's exactly it. You don't want the two earthing systems separate but accessible. That's where it's dangerous. And if you can get an air rod that's under 20 ohms, joining it into a PME system, as we've had the discussions before to do with hot tubs, is is a great thing to do. I think, you know, that that actually helps the installation. When it's over over 20 ohms, the benefits of doing it, um, you know, maybe aren't so great unless you've got a total loss of your neutral conductor, as you said, Neil. Um, It is going to help in that scenario. But by helping, you might be be determining a way of not seeing that fault, if you know what I mean. You could lose your neutral and then the installation can be left active because of your, your earth rod. So, I mean, there's, there's trade-offs with it all. Yeah. yeah, and that's what makes engineering so good. And our industry is so interesting is that there is probably, if you take that, that scenario, there's probably four or five different ways you can comply and meet the regulations and deliver the project. That's what's, there, is, there, is, there is some clear no's and there are some clears over the top, but there is a, many different ways you can meet the intent of the reg and still be fully safe, compliant, and, and put something into service that is usable. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think, like I say, you you boys have got way more experience than me. And what, the, the thing is with my job now, why that's one side of it, it's really technical. I've got another side of it that's so simple, but and someone's not doing something quiet, it's almost hurts my head. Because I'm, a, I'm, I'm here, I'm talking about this, and now I'm talking about someone putting the wrong cable. I went to smoke alarm the other day, someone's used brown and black instead of brown and blue on a pre cord cable. <laughs> What we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah, but... uh, so how would you resolve uh... that without going into details of who it was? But so that's that's happened. How would you in your role how have you decided to sort of resolve that issue? I'm quite interested okay. in that. Club hammer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it was it was a subcontractor and um, I've worked hard to build up good relationships with the subbies because we've had 
Vital. problems. This is one of the better ones, to be fair. But obviously, I'm not got. You got to look after each other, in you. Mm. As I said, you reported to him. Don't know what's going on here. They'll cook. They'll go back, correct it, and then have a conversation. I don't mind having toolbox talks. I've done that for them as well regarding ICO alarms, and they kept using radio frequency bases and the smart links as well. I don't know if you do this, Mark, but it it, it fuzzes them. Excuse me. Got your alarm again. But it's it's not locked, which is strange. Uh, so yeah, if you use the way radio frequency <clears throat> bases and then you use the smart link module inside, it causes some false alarms. Right. So that's what, but they get paid for the base and the smart link module. So you see why they do it? <laughs> stick <laughs> stick a radio frequency base up. That's eighty quid. Stick a module in. That's eighty quid plus the alarm. Oh. Makes sense, doesn't it? Makes sense from when you're trying to make up your money. As you know, we spoke about these SOR codes before, and now mm. it's not easy to get them to work sometimes. No, sometimes um, you play the rates, haven't you? That's what I call them. Play exactly. The rates. So, problem was happening that we was we'd get a call up, um, see our alarm sounding. We'd then send Cadent out the gas people, check for leaks. They'd go no, no problem. See our alarms forty, and we'd go back put a new CO alarm up, even though it's brand new anyway. All because you know. This is what was happening. So I'd, I'd give a toolbox talk to the subcontractors about it. That's fine. We could do stuff like that. And it's just yeah. That's a good way to put everyone. it. That's what I wanted yeah. to sort of see you doing is in terms of um, getting that information out. I do it a lot with my team. So if I find any nuances that I thought, oh, that's interesting. I'll put a little, even if it's just a text message and like some screenshots, guys, look, this is what I've just noticed this. Let's look at this. When we do a, like network rail standards is, is a minefield. And every now and again, I'll go into a document and I'll find something. I go, Oh, that's interesting. So I take some screenshots, and I thought, guys, look, look at this. I mean, they've got a standard with the, with the, um, and this again makes perfect sense. It goes back to what we just talked about because of TT. So they 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 don't want um, TT systems into metallic feeder pillars. Makes sense. Uh, sorry, PMEs into metallic feeder pillars makes sense. Neutral goes down. They call electrician out of fault. Electrician goes up. What's the first thing you go to? I go to the DB in that feeder pillar. Puts his hand on the metal case, and all of a sudden he's, he's lit up. So yeah, it makes yeah. perfect sense. But what they've, what one of the options they've given to meet meet the intent of the safety is to yeah if if the environment calls for a metal metallic feeder pillar and not a GRP feeder pillar, they said we want a ninety mil bare conductor buried at 0.5 around the feeder pillar. So then you're making the you're bringing that all together. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's answering you. Yeah, yeah. Network Rail. Siri, Siri on the phone. But it's, make sure I didn't trigger it again. But yeah, to bury a, a metallic um, cable in, in around the, the the thing would bring you in in the same would make the ground around the the feeder pillar the same potential or very close to potential to the feeder pillar when you bond it back to the feeder pillar. So that was it's really interesting. So I took some screenshots and sent that on and said, look, guys, there are other ways we could meet this and. Quite yeah, it's good. And we had a very similar one. I, I don't know if you spoke about it, but it was a while ago. But we had, and it's so simple, a fan, installing a fan in a zone. Mm. So our fans are IP rated. So you can stick 230 in the bathroom. But the requirement says, and I'm going off the top of my head now, to install in zone one, IPX4, I believe. Is that correct? Top of, top of people's heads. Sounds, sounds about right, yeah, to me. But if you can spray that fan with a water jet, i.e. your shower head, it's got to be IPX5. Fine. But we could get 12 volt 
on 230 volt of exactly the same fan. But if it's 230, it's IPX4. And if it's 12 volt, it's IPX5. <laughs> so so <it> <laughs> you got a better IP rating on the 12 volt. But, but for no reason, the fans are exactly the same. Exactly. I can see absolutely no difference between the two. Oh, one's X5, one's X4. I think that's so the manufacturer quite, probably dodging the, the responsibility there, isn't it? <laughs> quite possibly, but the, in their guide, it's quite simple. This is five, this is four. But you wouldn't but, need a five, uh, You wouldn't need the IPX five for the um, for the twelve volt, would you? Would be, you wouldn't need it because that's not this. You're not you're not looking for the IP rating for the protection, are you? You're looking for no, separate extra low voltage. Exactly, but you need IPX five in with something that could be sprayed with water jets, even if it's low voltage. Might, might not be the case. I never looked yeah. into that. For like, it might be like 12 volt, it's okay. But the point is, the 231 is only IPX4 anyway. So we've got mm. to use the 12 volt. Yeah, a few yeah, yeah. years ago, they stopped using the 12 volt to transform to burn out so often. So, you know, yeah, things happen. Yeah. And we change, but it's, it's just little things like that. Like you say, you look into it, which is your job as a, as a supervisor or as a, as a company owner. You know, these are the things that you start looking at. These are the things, you know, when the boys go, you see the desk all day. Oh, we do sit at a desk. Well, you, you don't know. You don't yeah. know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Don't worry yeah. about what I'm doing. On a podcast at half 11 in the morning. Yeah, but this is great CPD. This is CPD opportunity. I can't remember the last time I had a lunch hour. I went to Bernie's oh. Tears. <laughs> so, that, you know, they stopped existing, violin. didn't they? Well, listen, listen, I'm not saying it bothers yeah. me. I am saying it stops existing. <laughs> you know, it stops existing. When I'm getting a phone call, half past five on my work phone. And I, and I swear to God, I've turned it off five minutes before. I think someone remotely turned it back on or something to get out of it. <laughs> but yeah, it sounds you know, like you're enjoying it though. Oh, mate, I love it. I know I sh- this is always Good. this is where I should have been five years ago. Mm. You know what I mean? I knew where I, sh- I knew when I joined the company. This is where I want to <laughs> be in this amount of time. You can speak to Sam. Sam, obviously, Sam knows me well, knew me well when we spoke more often. Then he said, "Yeah, you'll do that. I know. Yeah, you'll do that." And, I did. It was always going to be that way. But the trouble is, I found a company that, um, listen, we go through Morgan Siddle since I joined. So I joined in December 2019 as an electrician. I've been put through 18th edition, 2391's coming up next month, made up to a QS, had a pay wise, done various internal courses. You know what I mean? I've been, I've been looked after mm. because I'm of that. Um, that sort of personality, I guess, you know. So I am to a point now where I can say things like we've gone through the process of introducing Wilex boards across the contracts, which there's I, I had Wilex in the other day. You've seen it, intermission strips you could get. Seen these, yes. Mark? Yes. They are, the they are amazing, aren't they? Yes. So we had a problem in the CJR video. One that he'd done, he'd done a test on one, didn't he? The they them ones? Did he have one of the? I don't think he did. I think his was a, a, a different oh, it's one. A tube was it? Yeah, tube these Wilex ones are like red pads that you stick on the inside of the the lid on a CU. They're the ones that you installed standard, Mark. Yeah, we have started oh. fitting them. Um, yeah. So and they cost about twelve pound. That's CEF catalog price. So with mm. a discount, you know, we had a problem where the, and again, brilliant conversation, subcontractor cutting out the back of the board to bring the cables in, and then leaving the hole, the size of the hole. So we can't do that. We, we need to do something with that. So subcontractor went off, spoke to, I spoke to this person, spoke to this person, 
they said we could do this, we could do that, whatever. So we got Wilex in to speak direct, you know, and then we found out about his intermission strips, you know, where we can use them, where we can't. So apparently if you use them in emission strips, you haven't got to use a membrane grommet to bring your cables in. You can use a normal grommet or whatever you're going to use. But you still have to, if you cut a big hole in the back of the board, you still have to seal that hole off the best you can. And they mm-hmm. do the pads, don't they? And they do different things or whatever. Uh, but them intermission strips fantastic for that for that price and if it means that the the membrane um the membrane grommets were about six pound a pack by the way don't ever buy don't ever buy wirelex ones they double the price and they just use whisker and relabel the bag oh, uh, really? little one i found out for you yep literally they, they're whisker glass <clears throat> whisker glass exactly the same measure with wirelex on it charge double the price <laughs> good business um but yeah, they make the mission strips are great. And they, they do every single module now as well, don't they, Wilex? Single module SPD costs about 50 mm. quid. The single module RCB, the small one, single module AFDD. So they do everything we need. So it makes, at the moment, we use like Wilex, Schneider, and MK. Don't use MK anymore, but that's what's on the contract. So it's trying to, trying to uniform that, you know. Have you um, ever heard of SPS? Nah. SPS, uh, have you ever heard of Mark? No, is that the one David Savory had in the video? Yes, that, yes, know, they've been around for a few years now, and they actually do a, for their overcurrent protective device. So they, I, I, they used to be. I'm not sure if they are now. They used to be the only CU manufacturer that do a a normal size MCB uh, double pole switch neutral RCBOs um, and fly, and flyless fly leadless. So um, yeah, I'm not sure if that's still the case though. Uh, but they, um, their SP, their SPD overcurrent MCB is is 0.5 of the way. It's a little tiny one like that. Instead of like a normal size, it's half an MCB. Quite wow, weird, that's really. really handy, isn't it? If you've got tight mm. space, because they know they've got no load on it. It's no load on it. So they probably can scale down a lot of stuff, and it's a, it's half the size of an MCB. Yeah, so I think Wilex, I think it's the AFDD is <clears throat> a double I can't remember about the RCB. I was maybe marking over. I think I might the, be double pole as well now. The switch neutral. Most of them are now. They don't. I don't think they term it double pole because of the separation distance when it's operated. But they call it a switch okay. switch, switch neutral, neutral. Single modules. Interesting. Yeah. SPSN. I think they are. Aren't they switch phase, switch neutral, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or single phase, switch neutral. Something like that. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Which, if we're if you're installing TTs, this is exactly what you should be installing. If, yeah, if you've got good. if you've got multiple RCDs down downstream, then yeah, you want to be switching that neutral. Otherwise, you yeah. just keep sending the fault backwards until it trips the main one. I mean, ideally, you'd use double pile everywhere, wouldn't you? It's, it's there's no reason not, to, especially in today's world, unless you physically can't. Well, look at neutral is now a live conductor. So yeah. if you're yeah. if you're if you're strictly speaking by sort of health and safety at work hack blah blah blah. If I want to, if you, if your guys works, go want to go and work on a socket, the only real way they can meet safe isolation is by the main switch isolator. They can't, yeah, because if they turn the MCB off, they're still leaving a live conductor in situ, i.e., the neutral. Yeah, um, so if we had everything double pole, then we could um, one dress our ca- dress our cables in a lot neater. So I imagine it'd be a lot easier, and uh, two, we could isolate all live conductors on any circuit. Yeah, yeah. I mean. That- that's what well, you've swapped to uh, Crabtree. So that's another Electrium brand recently because the Hager RCBOs aren't switch neutral. And as Neil said, if you've got an upfront time delayed RCD on a TT and you're not switching that neutral out, you can still trip that by not 
having the fault cleared when the, the RCVO is operated. And then you have the issue of where you're going to put your SPD and all that. And that's why TT is quite an interesting conversation. We should mm. definitely do a podcast on that. Yeah, we should. Yeah. You've got your real yeah. side of things and then we've got the domestic side. I think that'd be really quite interesting. I've got an interesting project at the moment as well. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's one of the we do Electrium now as a as a main. That's what we install everywhere because it's just easier to keep a stock of one thing. You'll know that in your yeah. business. If you're carrying a load of brands around on the jobs you're doing, then you've got to keep stock of that as well to kind of maintain it and have spare parts if you need them. So yeah, we've moved over to just the Crabtree Star Breaker boards. And I think at the moment, sort of why Alex Crabtree Electrium is 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 the brand, isn't it? In terms of Domestic size of the doubt. company, getting out of the stuff and I know MK obviously went stopped doing there, which no one seen coming, did they? But I think that's that's kind of where we are, yeah. yeah I think they've been bought out by some Chinese company, and they think that. Well, they've um, sold the rights, but mm. we read the fine print of that because they actually come out from a place near me, but in Essex, mm. whereas we go and get them. But yeah, it's very, before, yeah, it's very flimsy, and what they what MK will take responsibility for, mm. which isn't a lot. But in terms of the domestic market, and especially if we're going towards AFDDs. Um, then it is it's got to be Crabtree because I just don't see. I mean, I've got the Hager ones here, and, and, and yeah, Hager and a dual pole, and they're not got RC. Um, they've not got overcurrent protective protection. It's a bit of a faff, really, and and it, I just think the. I know they perform better on the JW's video. You saw them perform better, but for me, the the the, the performance is not that far off to warrant the. The grief of trying to install it all. You just get a normal CU, same ways as the one you just take it. You've got one module for MC, overcurrent, residual current, and AFDD protection. It's a no-brainer, isn't it? It's a no-brainer. Yeah, they do seem to be a bit behind, actually, here, Guy, like, like we say, with a switch neutral on the RCBOs and then the AFDD solution. Um, the, they must have products coming, you would think, big brand like that they are. Uh, I saw someone doing an install actually with Hager AFDDs where they've got the, the twin buzz bar now as well, where it carries a neutral and a line out mm. across to the AFDs. Um, so that they have got that in place. And you'll know, Neil, as well with a Hager uh, SPD for TPM boards. That is a fantastic solution. So they, they, they seem to be ahead in other places and not quite up there um, in, in other ways as well. Yeah, their three-phase surge protection solution is second to none in the equivalent to, like, so what have you seen of Rick, but they they sort of mount inside the board. So you, if you've got, like, a, a normal three-phase board, um, you know the Hagar main switches are off-centre? Yeah. So they've incorporated the SPD to go next to that. Makes so sense. Part, makes it part of the of the DB. If you go to the so MC... you've got to do nothing. The main switch goes in, it's all there. It's, it's all there. Additional it's, it's just a little copper towel that comes out and bolts to the back of the uh, chassis for the earth connection. So and simple, isn't it? On the MCCB boards, uh, they sort of bolt just on inside the case, um, just internally. But if you go to Eton, Eton, you've got to have a whole extra um, enclosure that bolts on the side of the... Uh, uh, the DB so you've got your DB then you've got to find this I suppose it's about probably six inch square box to then bolt on and it's about seven eight hundred quid yeah I think it's really really expensive so yeah that's not um not an ideal solution for me so we're going to Hagar at the moment in terms of that if we've got to fit SPDs just just for ease of installation and suitability but it's still up there in quality for me 
Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, how you find these things with manufacturers where they kind of excel in certain places and not in others, and just from using it and having having developments made, and then they can kind of win your business in other places as well. Because if you're installing the Hager SPD solution, you're also installing the Hager TPM boards as standard now, aren't you? It's um, mm. it's a big selling point for them. Um, and yeah, certainly in the domestic market, they need to up the game a bit because they were the board everyone was going to. We we certainly did. The quality was right, but if you've not got that switch neutral on your RCBOs and your AFDDs are a pain in the backside to fit, people aren't going to do it. They're just not. So, you know, there's improvement there for them. Does the new Skullmore stuff, um, is that switch neutral? I don't think it is. Yes, the Elusian Elus- stuff, I think it is, yeah. I mean, Darren's had a few questions about that product that they're, they're waiting to come back and answer. I think there's a few things with that one um, to do with AFDD development, I think. So, yeah. But that's one I haven't actually installed yet. I did meet the Skullmore local rep. He brought one down to look at. It seems decent. I mean, they're all much of a muchness, aren't they, at the end of the day? And the price points are all pretty similar. It's it's just one of those where it's, it's easy to install, ready um, Availability. Supply, ready supply of spare parts. That's the thing that Skullmore have got to convince people on. And lovely stickers, hey, Nick? Yeah. Lovely stickers, Nick. Don't forget the shade of white. Ah, beautiful shade of white, Nick. <laughs> if you've missed the uh, Nick Bundy review of the Skullmore at Lucy Range, please check that out on Skullmore. And don't laugh too much when he says how nice the stickers are. <laughs> yeah i mean it is it is one of those and that's the main thing that the manufacturers need to do is make sure they can get good stock of stuff we're seeing that now everywhere um we've had a right job just getting b-type uh 32 amp cbos of any manufacturer yeah same it seems to be shot the stocks are empty there's loads of c-types so i mean that's something that maybe domestic uh, electricians are going to have to start looking at installing c-types if they can't get hold of this stuff we're at that kind of point now where the work still needs to be getting done so yeah, it's, a, it's a tricky place to be. Yeah, we're struggling with all sorts at the moment, um, especially sort of electronic components, MCBs, RCDs, that sort of stuff. It's just everything's getting delayed. It's quite a pain in the bum at the minute, but everyone seems to be understandable at the moment, but that all, as always, it always runs out eventually. But ultimately, yeah. if it's not coming into the country, there's not really much we can do about it. Now we've had stuff as well where we've had to reprice because of copper prices. So we've had like a cable price quoted by the wholesaler put the, the tender in for the works and it's been accepted but then when you get to the stage of kind of carrying out the work where you'd normally be quite happy to give 30 days on it but in that time the price of copper has bloody gone double the double the cost yeah so there's a discussion to have then with the actual client and it's it's difficult isn't it because you're the one coming out as the bad guy and it's beyond anyone's control really yeah it's difficult we're sort of tied into 90 days on that many of our contracts so we're at a predicament do we just price in the risk now or what, what do we do? Do we try and ride out the storm and hope you win some, you lose some, but overall you, you break even? And who knows? But it's um, it is a bit crappy at the moment out there in terms of materials. And I know I think cement's having the same problem, timber's having the same problem. There's loads of issues out there. I don't, I don't even know what the issues are, why they are, but they're, they're just, yeah, like, I've had all sorts of conspiracy that it's to do with that ship that blocked the canal, and then there's COVID and stuff going off to China and Brexit and all sorts of stuff. It's probably a culmination of loads of things, isn't it? And yeah, it's just, just a difficult time. Hopefully in the next six, 12 months, things start getting back to a bit more normal. But, you know, proof's in the pudding. Now we've all had freedom day and we're back out carrying on with our lives. We'll yeah. see what see what happens. Freedom! <laughs> Speaking of freedom, somebody somebody has got a great sense of freedom, I think, tomorrow, don't they, Neil? Oh, tomorrow morning, negative COVID test today. My first COVID test ever since the pandemic. I've done negative today. And I'm on a plane tomorrow morning. See you later. 
delete anything on my phone. Ta-ta. <laughs> never, never to be seen again when he ends up on a red red list country. Oh, I'll, I'll be quite happy to stay there, mate. No problem at all. So I'm off. So that's what I wanted to squeeze in a few podcasts just to release over the summer. Probably release them fortnightly. Um, yeah, I guess yesterday's one was really good. Uh, done one. Um, I feel like we, we did a cover today's topic, which was part P. I think we, we no, that's, that's just what it's called. It's called Part P, P E E. Oh, I thought we, I thought yeah. we was going to rip off Part P for a little while, which no. I was quite looking forward to. No, so I, I, I like just keeping these, come on, mate. I like just keeping these as uh, just a little bit of a rant, really. See what's going on. Do you know what I mean? Have we got any other topics? Have we got anything to talk about? No, it's been forty-five minutes already, so uh, we might everyone's wrap it turned up, up already. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't listen to Amia. No one turns off with this me. Ha! Oh, yeah, sorry, the beard is spark. Where's your, where's, your, where's your GoPro these days? Sold, gone, Sold, gone. No more. No, mate, when was it like? I'm, I'm just not on social. Well, Twitter the other day. Oh, you popped up the other day, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> what, what a time to pop up, though. That was literally the, the perfect post because Wolves Electrical tagged me in something. And then I've, um, got a, I've got a topic to see us out. Go on. CU change. You know yeah. the CU change is going to result uh, in RCBOs yeah. tripping. Yeah. Uh, the customer can't afford. The RCB I can't afford to rewire the circuits that are damaged. Do you change that art that DB or do you not change that DB? Mark. Uh, well, you can't. If the if it's going to introduce something that's a defect, so if it's something that is immediately or potentially dangerous, you can't then re-energize that circuit as part of, of a board change. Um, if it's something that doesn't meet the current regulations but isn't potentially are immediately dangerous then then you can do that and note it in the comments section on your certificate um it's guidance note one of the electrical safety first they kind of cover it but that again is just guidance you can use your own engineering judgment and read all of the documents yourself because there, there is the old argument i mean this specifically related to related to not using an rcd didn't it and to to give the person credit for the post i think it was karen so karen boom we might as well mention her while we're talking about it and um you can understand those things. I mean, she does say it's a real world problem where you've got somebody who's in a specific circumstance and she is just wanting to, to offer help for them. Um, but it's one of those where if you haven't got the information already and done any ICI, you're kind of speculating. Um, and her point of view was she was just seeking some external opinion before she went down that road. I'm so definitely without... not looking to um, to to say that anyone's... It's, it's an interesting because on the thread you can see there is six, seven, eight different answers. So there, there is, it is an interesting debate and I've, 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 I come from where you're with it, Mark, in terms of I think the minute you have to... There is, there is a line and in terms of a lot of people say, well, you're leaving it more safe. Well, yeah, you are up until you bypass that RCD. Then you're not you know leaving what, it more safe. You know what this needs, didn't you? You know what this, this needs? This needs what was Rick famously logic. called by Sam a Rick answer. Go on, what's and the Rick, Rick answer? answer? It's just not worth it. <laughs> okay. Now I see why, it's, it's, why Sam would roll his eyes. Why? It's just, it's just not worth, whether you're right or wrong either way, it's not worth getting involved in. Just walk away. It's I just not you. worth it. You know what I mean? What's the, it's, it's, it's a problem. Now you've got to, you've got to justify why you've done it that way. That's extra paperwork. I can't afford you to pay you for that. It's just not worth getting involved in. And I'm sure your insurance company would be too happy about it if it needs yeah. to happen as well. They'd be like, well, what do you there'll mean? There'll be plenty just... of people that would be quite happy to do it. Mm. Oh, for me, it's, it's, it's not worth it. You can't afford it anyway. You're on a shoestring. You know, you're trying to get your DB changed. You've got these problems. You don't want to address them. It's just not I worth it getting involved in, in, in all, all honesty. 
and and like you say, like you're quite right. What you both say that yeah, you can admit this, you can do that, and what's what's the problem? But the time you found with all that, you know, she can't afford to pay you to find the problems, and if they are safe enough to do, and if they're not safe enough, and what fucking that's it, it's not worth it. Walk away. Uh, and another thing, a lot, a lot, of, a few other comments were about. I'll oh, just note the deviations, and I think this deviation section really gets misunderstood and, and abused yeah. a bit. And I'm not sure. I don't think it's intent. I don't think it's intentionally, but. You can't just deviate deviate out danger. You can't go, oh, that person can't afford it, so I'm going to put that in deviations. That's not an acceptable deviation. A deviation needs to still meet the same intent of the regulation. So, for example, and this is this would caveat this with as many caveats as you can. This is just me off the fly. If I wanted to sort of um, look at the risk of RCDs on medical equipment, for example, and I go, oh, this installation method has me put in. Um, RCDs for this, but I've, I don't really want to put it. It's on. It's, it's doing his medical equipment for this person. In fact, right, but I, I don't also want to rip out all their cables and put conduit and off surface. Um, I may put warning stickers up. The cable running this zone. I may put some protection method, like a little metal strip with some metal. Some well, no, it wouldn't even probably work then. But just thinking about how can I protect that cable that's in that wall that requires RCD protection a different way. And there are different ways you go. Are any of them perfect? No. But can you stand up in a court and say, well, this is what I was faced with. I thought it was more risky to put that medical device on an RCD. I also wanted to throw that. So I put some stickers on saying cable in this route. I handed over a customer pack telling them exactly where the cables were. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I try to do as much as I could to offer an alternative level of protection. And I've noted that as a deviation to the regs. I've deviated it. And this is what I've done. You know, you can't just deviate out and go, well, they couldn't afford it, so I'm going to put it as a deviation. That's not acceptable. It's, it's, it's risk versus risk, isn't it? What's the bigger risk? So you're talking about medical equipment. The biggest risk is that that switches off and someone dies. That's the bigger risk. So you mm. mitigate the other risk of having an RCD. Mm. Fortunately, the, the cost of something isn't a risk. It's not because no. something being more expensive isn't a risk. So you can't put that up against something. I've done the same. But going back to these what tile of boxes... I decided to fit RCD sockets rather than an RCBO for mm. the reason that if an RCBO trips, we would always get the call. We'd always get called up and say the circuit's tripped because the end user doesn't understand the system the way we do. They're just going to see a trip circuit and think it's the hardwiring. Stick an RCD socket in, if that trips, it's always going to look like it's what's plugged into it. So yeah, things like that, you sort, you sort of go over and you go, right, do I do it this way? Do I do it that way? Do Don't send me to an EICR on that house. <laughs> it weren't a house. It's just a circle. 30 different RCDs to check. Listen, gents, I'm going to wrap it up there. I think I've got a dentist appointment in half an hour, so I better start getting going. But I really enjoy these. And um, yeah, it's good to see you again, Rick. It's been a while, and I'm really glad that you're enjoying your new role, mate. Yes, appreciate um, that. Thank you, gentlemen. I think if, if, if we can just, what we'll do is set up a um, Just Giving page. Uh, one to pay for Mark's haircut and a new shirt for Rick. I think if we can get that together for the lovely people out there in social media, we can be a bit more presentable next time. When's Coventry? When are we going there? Has someone bought a ticket yet? No, you don't buy them, do you? They're free. Yeah, no, I don't buy them from someone to book it for me. In a hotel. Who's got a hotel I can stay in? Let me know in the comments. Who's yeah. got, I, need, I need a hotel. I need someone to get the ticket for me because I can't be bothered. Uh, a limo driver would be nice some, some sort of transportation I take it we're doing a few videos everyone's going aren't they everyone's going yeah, to yeah, yeah I'm going to try and go I've got a bit of a a bit of a problem I need to sort out I just I can't believe it's 
turned up on them two days, but um, I'm 90% chance going to be there. I, I really want to go. I really want to go. It's been a shit year. It'd be nice to see some people that have, I suppose a lot of people have helped each other out in social media and wet times, you know what I mean? So we could just get down there. <laughs> Everyone but me, I'll probably help people out by fucking coming away. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so I'm grateful. Right. Got, yeah, exactly. Cheers, We're cheers. out, guys. Ta-da. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.